Hi guys, welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season six, episode 14, the one where Chandler can't cry. Not even one teeny <laughs> tiny tear. Even one teeny tiny tear. <laughs> um. Yeah, Chandler can't <coughs> cry, huh? Weird. <laughs> I feel like... They have this episode, and then throughout the rest of the series, he, like, bursts into tears randomly often. Does and he? And we know he cries in the one with the proposal. Oh, God. The puffy <laughs> cry face. I thought. Um, uh, okay, so. <laughs> where? When else does he burst into tears randomly? Um. Well, at the oh, end of this episode, there, I guess. There but. is. There's another one where they're, like. Oh, it already happened. Is it when they're moving out and they're like, oh, and by the way, Chandler's about to cry. It's when something happens, remember? And he's like, no, I'm not. Or when, uh, shoot, what is it? Oh, it's in the one that could have been. It hasn't happened yet. The one that could have been. Yeah. Is Phoebe it? calls him out. Yeah. I think. No, there's another one where it's um Joey, Chandler, and Ross in the guy's apartment. And one of them is like, Okay, is it when um is it when Ross is about to get married or something? And he's like, oh, by the way, Chandler's about to cry. And he's like, no, I'm not. I can't remember. But I just feel like it happens <clears> a couple either. times. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, if it's if it's after this, then he does say that a gate has been opened. Yes, the floodgates have been opened. Um, so yeah, they start talking about it when they're watching uh, E.T. and they're all crying. Except Chandler. And so they start challenging him with, well, didn't this movie make you cry? Didn't this movie make you cry? And did, did Bambi make you cry? And Joey's like, when Bambi's mother died? He's like, yeah, it's really sad when the guy stopped drawing the deer. Drawing the deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so funny. Um, but, like, he's like, yeah, these things are sad, but I wouldn't cry. Like, I'm just not a crier. And I don't think that that's that weird um i don't think it's weird to cry i don't think it's weird not to cry unless you have some sort of like complex like in the holiday where you're dead inside or like chandler apparently who's also dead inside um this might be get taking this too real but i did have an ex-boyfriend who um was quite a sensitive and emotional person and i don't say that as a negative thing whatsoever it's just Mm -hmm. that's how he was yeah um and he his dad had passed away um and he had never cried like he said that like after his dad died he'd never cried and it had been like a few years um and i do think that for him like that was a thing as well right i mean i guess that's kind of the idea on the holiday because he was a very sensitive emotional person and so absolutely like that would have been a natural response for him and I think it bothered him that he couldn't. He probably yeah. should have gone to therapy so he could have talked it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matt doesn't cry very much. Like, he cried on our wedding and cried Aww. the whole time. I don't know if you remember. Every picture of him is Chandler proposing. Um, but... I think I don't I think I've actually seen any pictures of Matt from your wedding. The only ones I can remember are the because I still have it when you call me. There's a picture of you, like a close up picture of you from like flowers up in your wedding dress. <laughs> flowers up. <laughs> oh, um, well, I wrote him letters while we were dating, and I gave him I gave them to his best man to give to him on the morning of our wedding, and he read those, and I Aww. think they just took him by surprise, and so he started crying and then couldn't stop crying, um, and then he's like it teared opened a up. Gate. It did open a gate. He's like teared up a few times. Um, there was one thing he cried over. Now I can't remember. It was like something really sad. He wasn't like boo hoo crying, but he definitely had like tears. Um. Was it when I moved away? Yeah, it was when Ashley moved away. Um, it was, was hard like, to say. Oh, who? oh bye. It was hard to see if the tears were sadness or happiness behind all the woohoos that he was saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Boo-hoos, um, is it? 
But yeah, like he's like cried a little bit here and there, but I wouldn't <laughs> say he is like a crier, whereas I am a crier. I like see a Publix commercial and I start tearing up or like I I started to tell someone a story the other day and I'm like, and, the, and they, because I like started Aww. to get emotional in the middle. <laughs> I know. Um, Poor thing. But I, yeah, I like get teary at like everything but i don't like but boohoo so does your mom and i feel like it's i feel like you're a lot like your mom in that yeah you cry a lot i never used to and as i've gotten older i definitely i cry out of frustration sometimes like when i'm really upset or like like i guess that's that makes sense but like I'll cry if I'm frustrated. Um, I <clears throat> I never used to be like much of an emotional crier, I don't think. Um, I remember the turning point for me, though, was when we went and saw The Notebook mm, in high school. Talk about a flip. Oh, I remember that. That was the best. So we had, we like, I think it had been out for a while because when we went with like four of our girlfriends or something, there was like a little group of us. And the theater wasn't very full because I, I think it had been out for like a few weeks mm-hmm. by this point. Yep. And like we had heard like, oh, it's really sad. Like bring some toilet paper in the theater well, with you to like. Kim and I had read eyes. the book. So two of us had read the book. Um, so it's not exactly right. the book, but it's like pretty much the same. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so there it was like not even a sad part of the movie. It was like maybe like a third of the way, half the way through. <laughs> But it's the point where, like, they're doing the, like, flashbacks between, like, the old couple and then, like, you know, the young couple. And I realized that it's the same people. (laughs) And I just, like, in the middle of, like, a quiet part of the movie was, like... (laughs) That's right. Because it wasn't even a sad moment. It was just out of nowhere. Ashley bursts into tears. And we all started laughing. Ashley, are you okay? And I was like, it's just so sad. And like, oh my gosh. And then do you remember afterwards, like we left the theater and we were all like crying, sniffling, puffy faced and like immediately went to go get like scoops and scoops of chocolate ice cream because we were just like, we were so sad. Um, Yeah. So like I never used to like have like the emotional tugs by like commercials and stuff, but that has definitely started happening to me. It happened more as I got older. There's a commercial here. Um, gosh, I can't even remember which one it is, but it's like, oh, it's just, it's, it's like a phone commercial for like cell phone service or something, but it's like an old man and it's like, he wants to do all this stuff on his bucket list. And one of the things is like reunite with his war girlfriend. And so his like granddaughter helps them like FaceTime type thing, like using the cell data and like, I know it's totally like, totally like, you know. They are like playing on every, but I like, I tear up every time and I'm like, I know this is ridiculous and it is a Vodafone commercial, but like it got me, man. It got me every time. Yeah. I, Uh, I wouldn't say I cry a lot. Yeah, that's true. You probably get me more in my crying times because you're my best friend. So I call you to cry too. Because I'm frustrating you. No, no. Cause you're the one that you're my shoulder to cry on. Duh. (laughs) Um, yeah, but yeah, I am just a crier, but, um, yeah, but like I said, I don't think it's like super weird that some people don't cry as much. Does Ben, I can't imagine Ben being much of a crier. He's not. I think in our six years that we have dated, um, I think he's cried twice maybe. Mm. And it was both like quite emotional situations. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. But no, he's not a crier. Don't you think that Ben and Matt just love that we air all their dirty laundry on this podcast? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to go in the details because I know sure. he wouldn't want me to. No, I know. But I was just thinking, <laughs> you know, the only way they'd find out is if they listened. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm not sad that they don't listen. I'd rather oh, I'm not either. dirty laundry. I'm not either. I know. It's better. Um, it's better. But I, I was You can't thinking, have it both ways. <laughs> I know. Sometimes we're like, oh, do you think that coworker listens? That's a possibility. Do our partners listen? Definitely, Definitely not. not. They have to listen to us the rest of the time. They're yeah, not I gonna... wouldn't recommend they, they you know, shouldn't use their free time away from us to keep listening to us yeah. ramble on for one and a half hours. <laughs> yes, this is an 18 pages front and back 
length podcast mm-hmm. as you all know um so anyway uh, everybody's like throwing these you know things at chandler trying to like you know make him find the thing that would make him cry and i actually don't think that a lot of the things they tried were very good um even like when monica's like oh your childhood this will get you good and i'm like why i don't like cry looking at pictures of my childhood you didn't have a terrible childhood, though, which Chandler did. I know, but I don't think that that's what Monica was even going for. I, think I thought she, so, because she's oh. like, here's a picture of you at Parents' Day with the janitor. Like, she knew that wasn't his parent. But I think that that, I think his childhood is what steeled him against it feeling any him. emotion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, he's at the Parents' Day with the janitor, which is sad. Um, Poor little Chandler. And, you know, they keep trying to figure out. Monica throws him a really nice, um, a really nice story about the first time they hold their baby and when they take that baby to college. And then she finds a note in the desk drawer after you've died that said, I will always be with you. And he's like, oh, that's so nice. She's like, you, what is See, wrong with you, I you robot? Like, <laughs> I feel like somebody telling me that, I wouldn't cry. If like right. Ben was just sitting there like describing a story about like, I don't know, that's not, I, no, I wouldn't cry totally. But I think that he's like, I think he's showing no signs of it even being like a heart tug for him, you know? He's just like, oh, yeah, that's true. nice. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I left you a note from the beyond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do feel like it's hard to know, well, at least for me. I'm like, I don't know what's going to make me cry. It just like happens. Just yeah. suddenly my eyes are wet and <laughs> I don't know. It's just a Vodafone commercial and before just, you know it. Yep, I know. It's just one of those things. Um. If you do, you have anything that you think you could make you cry on cue? No, I don't think so. That's I, I don't. I really don't think I'm a crier, Renee. But um, I know that I cry, but I don't think I'm a crier. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that can make me cry. I don't know. You want to try? <laughs> <laughs> this could go downhill real fast. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I mean, there's no, definitely really sad stuff, but I think I'm somebody that I'm not good with like hypothetical emotions. Do you sure. know what I mean? It's like the situation has to kind of be upon me, I think. Well, and I think that that's most people, right? Like just the idea of something without like a visual or like an audi- audible cue. Can you cry on cue? Um, I don't, I've never tried. I don't know that it's impossible, but I also don't know how it's possible. So, right. I'll leave you with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think it would be hard without like something to, you know, mm. actually get you going. And Chandler tries with chicken soup for the soul, which I used to love. Oh my gosh. I thought that was so funny. Cause yeah, so what a 90s relic. Like, oh. do you remember there was like chicken soup for the teenage soul? That's chicken what I had. soup for the. I what was it? I never had them, but I mean they were such a cultural like everyone knew what they were. Yep. Was it just a collection of like emotional stories? Basically. Yep. What a That's weird premise. Chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> just like heart heartwarming. Oh, it's just so So they funny. weren't all sad. They weren't all like super sad. But they all were, yeah, heartwarming. And some of them were sadder and some of them were just like sweet, you know. It's so. basically like Upworthy on Instagram. Just like oh, nice, yeah. feel-good stories. Those kind of things make me cry all the time. Which, it's funny because most of the time it is I see something on like Good News Network on Instagram. Yeah. And it's really sweet. And I go to tell Matt about it later. And that's when my like voice cracks in the middle of me telling. When you're like trying to <laughs> yeah. describe it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so funny. 
But yeah, I would say that I more often than not cry because I'm like moved. You know, like I think something's really sweet. It's not usually because I'm upset. It's most likely because yeah. I'm like. I think I would touched. more often cry out of frustration. Okay. I don't um, know. I did. Maybe. Do you ever cry and wake yourself up like crying a dream? Oh, I have before. Yeah. I've like woken up like, um, yeah, like moist eyed. Well, I like boohoo myself awake like twice a year. And wow. it's usually because I'm like very frustrated in my dream. And it happened like a few weeks ago. And I was crying in my dream. And then I woke up and Matt was like, what happened? What's wrong? And I was like, I had a dream that you sold our house and you didn't tell me. And then you wouldn't even tell me how much you sold it for. And I was so upset that you like did this and just cut me out basically of the process. <laughs> wow. And then I just went back to sleep. But um, Matt did you not do that to me. You were boohooing. I was boohooing. But I think it's because in my dream, uh, it's really weird. Like, do you ever have dreams where you're like trying to say something and then you can't and then you finally do say something, but you're saying it out loud, but you're like subconscious was trying so hard to say whatever you needed to say that then you outburst uh, in real life? No. No? No. Just me? Okay. Well, I do that and I cry like that. Usually it's like I can't, I feel like I need to cry, but I can't cry. And so I'm like trying really hard to cry and so hard that I literally cry and wake myself up. Um, Sounds exhausting. Well, I mean, it's not like I do it Or maybe night. like a nice emotional release, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, crazy lady. Um, yeah, so Chandler finally does cry at the end because he's going to miss Jill. And uh, oh, I forgot so about on. that part. Yeah. I can't believe she's gone. I can't believe she's gone. <laughs> Why can't those two ever work it out? Yeah, um, that's so funny. But yeah, so... What else is going on here is that Phoebe is approached by her biggest fan. Oh my gosh. I love this. And he is some weirdo um, who asked her for her autograph and she thinks it's for music. And then Joey finds out it's because he's like, that's Phoebe Buffet, the porn star. And Joey's like, uh, what? So he does some recon at the adult video store where Ross saw him and pretended like he didn't see him and then acted surprised when Joey (laughs) said his name. And then I ran in there and pretended (laughs) that I didn't know he was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you missed the part where Gunther was like, I wouldn't say she's a star, but she's really good. Oh, Gunther, you sick, sick, sicko. Um. And yeah, it's just so weird. And so they're like, did you guys get a movie? Um, And so everybody wants to watch it except Joey. And everybody's like, it makes sense. Like she had such a bad childhood. And yeah, she's always been like a wild card. And a bit of a question mark. Yeah. Question mark. Um, Buffet vampire layer. Yes. Which the names are just. I know. I I was thinking you'd bring that up. It's so funny. Buffet the Vampire Lair. It's so good. Um, And so they watch it, except Joey, because he's principled every great once in a while. Yeah. And um, the guy who plays the vampire, he is an extra like four times. A lot. Yes. And actually, he was an extra just like in the previous episode or something. That's what I... Okay. I tried to look if that was him, but I could not find any concrete information. Okay, I think that it is was because right? I mean I didn't look it up, but I was just going off my hunches. He was um, I can't remember what, but he was in the coffee shop. Yeah, um, he's like, "Oh, are you done with this cookie?" The guy's like, "Yeah." And oh Joey's yeah, like, that's Great. right. And then he eats. Yeah, his he cookie. goes, "Yeah," and then that's right. That's right. yeah, yeah. I think that's the same guy. It it looked like him to me because I kind of thought that was him. And then when I watched the next episode, I was like, that's the same guy. Okay, that's what- it's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to say it's him. Um, Should have had him Douglas, on the reunion. Douglas Looper. Douglas Looper. Um, Douglas Looper. Doug, if you're listening. If you're out there. Um, 
he is the vampire, and Buffet the vampire layer is doing what she's gonna <clears throat> do. Nosferatu. <laughs> and uh, Monica is like, "What's that on her ankle? It's a tattoo. That's not Phoebe. That's Ursula." And then Joey's like, "Go like, turn it back on. on. I can yeah. watch it." <laughs> Um, but I love when Phoebe walks in and she goes, oh, yes. my God, what am I doing? Oh, can you imagine? No, I can't. Oh, my gosh. Like, Ursula already sucks. And I just can't imagine somebody using your name. Um, so Phoebe goes down to Ursula's place and she is all, like, Dolly Partoned out. Oh, my um, gosh. That's so funny. The all hair. the hair and the... You're filming one right now. (laughs) Nuh-uh. But, I mean, what would you do if somebody told you that your friend was in porn? Like, I just don't... It feels like something that literally could never happen to me. You know? I... Are you about to tell me something I don't want to know? Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I was trying to envision, and I, but I was like, which friend could I see this potentially being like, Ugh. yeah, okay. I don't know. I mean, no, I can't imagine it, but I don't, I don't know that like, I mean, I don't think any of our friends, put it this way, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody that we're friends with, like at some point in their life had done something in this vein, I guess, like. Okay, you don't watch The Bachelor, but one of the seasons, there was this girl named Jade who, um, like, maybe it was, like, either, maybe it was, like, right before their hometowns, she was, like, I have to come clean about something, and she was, like, when I first moved to LA, I, like, didn't have any money, I got approached to do some modeling, and I ended up doing, like, nude pictures, Um, and I don't know if it was, like, a Playboy situation or not. But, you know, she was just like, um, she was like, you know, and she's like, I think I can't remember if she was like, I'm not ashamed of it, but like, I know it's not like, it's just something that you should know happened. Yeah. And I don't do it anymore. And I was like 19 and like, it is what it is type thing. Um, And like, they made such a big deal about that. So like, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if like somebody in our lives had that type of a story. Mm hmm. But I guess that's different than like actively doing um, porn movies. No, I don't know. I don't know what I would think. It's just so, it feels so fake. Like it's so removed from my life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, should I start crying right now? Just thinking about, no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I guess I'd just be like, oh, okay. Like, how's that yeah. working for you? I you know don't what know I mean? what I would do with that information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it wouldn't, I mean, obviously if I didn't know, then like that doesn't really change our relationship you know what I mean like does it impact our I don't know I don't know I just I can't imagine it unless they were like and now I want you to be part of it (laughs) I'd be like okay we probably need to go our separate ways but yeah I don't know um very interesting so anyway Phoebe's like stop using my name you're all disgusting especially you with that oh Um, so funny but Phoebe very smartly goes down to mm. the production company mm-hmm. and gives them her correct address. And so she's going to get Ursula's money. But and, yes, were you about to say this? How she is going to deal with the problem of people recognizing her. Yes, so not funny. Subtle. It's not subtle. When she's like, oh, no, I know how to handle that. Oh, you're wondering where you know me from? From porn, your pervert boyfriend. <laughs> Watch I me love in a that. movie. Oh. oh, and she's like, see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <coughs> and this is not the last we see of Ursula, is it? Is this the last time we see Ursula? Oh, gosh. Um, we've ar- have we already that. had Space Duty? No, because we haven't had Mona yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. we have more Ursula coming up. Space Duty. <laughs> apparently, I didn't know this, um, but apparently... Um, Ursula's character in Mad About You, like that was part, like they revealed that her character was like a porn star or like did porn or something. And so. Oh, really? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that. And so like, and then she like goes on to become, but I mean, she does it, I think, under her own name or whatever. But um, right. yeah, that's like part of, that's part of Ursula's character. So that's quite funny that they tied it in again. I wonder if that's why they did this. They did it. Maybe. Funny. Because it is kind of just random, like a random, like this is the only time we ever like see or hear about this. But, oh, it is funny. <clears throat> Ursula. Um, And then we, rumor has it that Jill and Ross closed. Oh, so you talked to us? You went out? Oh, so you're going to go on a date? Oh, so you love him? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Gosh. So chill. Um, But Rachel. Well, even before that. No, even before that, she like she's standing there at the window and she's like, the drapes have been closed for two hours. And I'm like, you're seriously just sitting inside your friend's apartment watching across the street at your other friend's apartment for two and a half hours? Yeah. Oh, Rach. She's torturing herself. She is. I guess it's like she couldn't it's go like, home and like not think about it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> this but reminds me every so much. Minute- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say this reminds me so much of um, many seasons earlier when Ross is watching through the guy's peephole and he's like, okay, they went in there like two hours ago and he's like, just like, he's like, I'm going to go over there and borrow juice. The people need juice. And Chandler's oh, like, yeah. Chandler stops him. But like, he's just basically like standing. He's like, you're going to get peep eye because he's like sitting there standing standing at the peephole for hours just waiting to see when the guy leaves Rachel's apartment. Yeah. It's very similar. Very similar. It is. It is. Um Yeah, I just I feel like you can't like not think about it. And every minute you would just hope like, okay, they're gonna come out. Like they're gonna open the yeah. soon, right? But yeah. also I was thinking if it was nighttime, maybe you would just leave them closed forever. Whether someone was still there or not. That's know? a really good point. Yeah, totally. You wouldn't reopen your drapes at 11 p.m. Yeah. I just really love how the streetlight comes in and dead pigeons land on my windshield. <laughs> dead um, pigeons? I don't know. <laughs> Renee's um, never been to New York. This is just how she assumes it works. Ah, the Windy City. <laughs> dead pigeon tornadoes just everywhere. <laughs> um... But yeah, Rachel, the next day, I guess she eventually went to bed. And Rachel, like, tries to casually bring it up with yeah, Ross. Yeah, kind of play it cool and, like, bring it up. And yeah. And Ross hey, is like, so oh, how'd yeah. your big date go? Yeah, mm. I know. She, like, tries to be cool. I think she's still trying not to let it bother her as she much really as She really is. She's really trying to. I know. And then... Rumor has it you guys closed the drapes. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's because we were watching slides. And once again, this is where I feel like Rachel's pride gets in her way. And she's like, oh, so like really nothing happened. Like it's more like a please don't show me another picture of a trilobite vibe. And Ross is like, I could have done something if I wanted to. And uh, that's why she asked me out again. And then Rachel's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, I can't handle this. Yeah, and I feel so bad for her. I mean, she is just freaking out, which I think I would, too. It's just so weird. Um, well, and Ross and, doesn't help. I don't really blame him for this, but he, when he was like, something could have happened. I mean, yeah. did it, you know, and he's, like, trying to yeah. lay it on thick. And that I, I'm glad that she's finally come out with the fact that yes. and he's nice about it when he's, he's like, okay, so oh, that's right. He's like about it. Valentine's day, the most romantic. And she's like, yes. ah. I know. And I really only think he was rubbing it in her face because she was like, oh, so making like him out happened. to be a loser. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he is so, I will give Ross props that he is so kind and considerate when she is freaking out and she's like, I just can't, I can't handle you two together. Like I can't do it. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll cancel. No problem. Like, I'll yeah, take care that's of it really after sweet. tonight. And she's like, uh. no. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And he's like, okay, fine, fine. You want me to call her now? And she's like, no, no, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, call her now. You yeah, need to call yeah, her right call now. Call her now. <laughs> yeah. But he really is so sweet. Like, he easily could be like, this is my life. You can't tell me what to do. Um, Which is what so Jill good. does, right? Because she's immature and they're yes. competitive and whatever. But, yeah, yes. it is really nice that, that Ross gets it and he's just like, okay, this is weird for you. I won't do it. Yeah, it is really sweet. Um. And a scene of me talking Ross up. Um, <laughs> like that is the one time it will ever happen. It is a really, it is like one of my favorite, that and him buying Phoebe a bike are probably my two favorite. Aww. Like Ross being very sweet moments. Um, but anyway, so rachel and jill get into it because jill's like yeah i had ross cancel your date well well jill's like ross canceled on me is it because i'm not like funny enough or not smart enough or maybe he doesn't like my fashion sense and it's like oh gotta be the smart thing obviously (laughs) so rachel's like well actually he canceled it because i asked him to and she's like wait you want to go out with ross you don't want to go out with ross but you don't want me to go out with him and She's trying to push Bob from human resources and it is not being well received. And I just, well, I know she's trying to like take the toy from the toddler and give him something else to play with. But what she should have done was found some like hot rich guy because that's kind of seems to be what Jill cares about. Yeah. But I guess if she knew a single hot rich guy, she'd be dating him herself. Yeah, maybe. Fair enough. But um, Jill's like, you don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go anyway. And I guess this is before cell phones, because I'm like, a simple text would have, like, solved this problem, you know? And Jill goes over to Ross's and pretends to be upset and is like, I need someone to talk to, but I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Classic. See, and this is where I'm like, I think any man would just fall for this, because she goes over with, like, the, I don't know anyone else in this city Oh, yeah. What's funny is so, okay, because I was trying to put myself in this situation, and I was like, if I was Jill, I would never be comfortable using that excuse because I'd be like, well, he'd be like, don't you know Monica? Like, surely you could go talk to, like, it doesn't have to be just me. Um, But, like, he doesn't think that because, no, of course guys don't think that. This is where, like, the whole, like, remember that one time a guy that I really liked asked me out like I was like oh we're gonna like go get slurpees do you want to come and I was like but I wasn't hungry and you were like go anyway and I was like (laughs) yeah I couldn't because he'd know that I was just going to hang out with him like I don't know I just I Uh think the logic through too much and I talked myself out of it and so I feel like I would have never thought this slick like Jill but like Mm -hmm. Ross doesn't see through it you know he totally thinks just like oh she's upset she doesn't know anybody I have to help her you know what I mean he thinks he's just being a good guy <clears throat> yeah. That's all. Yeah. She falls for it. He falls for it. Um and then Jill makes sure Rachel sees her shut the blinds. <laughs> even though all they're doing is watching some of your super cool slides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. And then Rachel tries to interfere and call Ross. And it just turns into such a mess. Because Rachel is now just officially bossing everybody around. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's kind of lost that um, sense of that she's like sad and like can't handle it. And it just feels like she wants to be in control, you know, like before when she's kind of freaking out and Ross sees her freaking out he's like okay okay clearly like you can't handle this you know yeah and now she's just like why is my sister there and why are the drapes shut I thought I told you this you know like now she's just barking orders and I think that's why it's not well received yeah Um, because she could have been like look Ross we like we got into it and she she found out that I had asked you to not go on the date and now she's like marched right over there like she's you know, but instead of, yeah, yeah she's white. But she's like, she's Shut. just using you to get to me. And Ross is like, uh, maybe she just likes me. And you don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's right. Rachel's right. But of course, she that's is. not going to help get Ross on your side. Right. 
Um, and she realizes that he realizes that later, you know, once Jill's like, you know what this is missing? Alcohol. And like tries to lean in and kiss him. And <sighs> she's like, <clears throat> Ross is just like, Rachel thinks you're trying to use me. Jill's like, yeah, so <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. and then, <laughs> oh, and crap. Then makes out with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he stops it and goes over and apologize. Well, tries to apologize. And I, I do think Rachel's a little bit harsh on him because he's like, yeah, she kissed me. And I, you know, kissed her back for a second. Thanks for like, taking Think- your tongue yeah. out of my sister's mouth long enough to tell me that. And it's yeah, like, yes, we've all had somebody kiss <laughs> us where we didn't stop it in like, you know, a second. Yeah. But he was doing the right thing. He came over and told her right away. And he said, I stopped he did. it. He did. And eventually. I think that's funny. I'm going to stop and just, we're not going to be past. We've all had people kiss us. And we didn't like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, we have. But maybe that's not a common thing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think that there are plenty of situations, not just like someone kisses you and you don't want to kiss them, but like where you're like, we really shouldn't be doing this. You know, like. Maybe it's not that exactly. Maybe it is that they kiss. You know, I feel like there's just a lot of situations where, like, you kiss someone for a second and then you're like, uh. I just think it's the, we've all had this happen. Like, I think you and I have, but I don't, is that a, is that a universal I thing? Have we all? Me. Yeah, like, you guys that tell us. episode of New Girl where the flasher comes into the bar and Nick's like, we've all oh, been yeah. flashed hundreds of yeah. times. And they're like, no, <laughs> hundreds of <laughs> oh, it's only me who's been flashed about 300 Ooh. times since college. They're like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been flashed hundreds of times. We've all been kissed by strangers hundreds of times. No. We- <laughs> no, but I just, I guess it's more that it's understandable. That he's attracted to her. She's attracted to him. If he leans, she leans in and kisses him. Of course, he's not like repelled by the idea. Push her face away. Yeah, right. So, um, I just don't think it's like so, you know, terrible that he did do that one. Karate chop her in the face. I did. did. You karate chop someone in the face? Almost, not really, but no. Um, I can't remember where we were, but it was this guy we went to high school with named Grant, and he tried to lean in and kiss me. And I think I was dating somebody at the time. Okay. Um, and so he tried to lean in and kiss me, and I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I wish you could see me right Just now. Just like bob and I, weave? I slipped my fi- my hand up over my mouth. <laughs> oh, I can because imagine just, like, this move. Like coming up from below, I just put my hand up over my nose and mouth. So when he leaned in, he kissed my knuckles, essentially. Does that make sense? And I just started cracking up because I just was like, you know, when something happens and you're like, I can't do anything fast enough, like to, I can't do anything faster. And so like, that was like the fastest thing I could do to avoid it was, um, slid my hand up over my mouth. And so he kissed my hand and he was just like, oh, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm dating somebody. And he was like real cool about it. He was like, I think we had kissed before. And so it wasn't like assault like it had been something he and I had made out before so I think yeah. he just thought like we're picking back up where we left off or whatever um but I was like oh no I'm dating somebody and I just started laughing and he was because I just was like this is absurd um he was very nice about it so I don't fully expect Ross to have done that but like right there are ways is all I'm saying <clears throat> but Ross the, wasn't dating the anybody, old so why not the old knuckle pucker the old knuckle pucker <laughs> <laughs> It's a good name for that. I just came up with that on the spot. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Wow. Pretty good. Um, yeah. So he comes over and he tells Rachel, and he's really sweet. He's like, you know, even though she's being pretty mean to him, um, he's like, I realized if something happened with Jill, something could never happen with us, and I just couldn't give that up. And Rachel is obviously very like touched and flattered by his words doesn't even know how to react to them because she just gives him like the toe touch like thank you (laughs) yeah that was that was actually like a very powerful one because he Mm could have just said like he didn't have to be so vulnerable i guess because he could have just been like i know you didn't want us to so i stopped it 
So I stopped it. Yeah. And like, but when he was like, I realized that if something happened with Jill and I, nothing could ever happen between you and I. Like, that's, and he's like, no, I'm not saying that I want something to. I'm just saying I don't want the possibility to not. I don't know, man. That is real vulnerable stuff. That is very vulnerable. But I think like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, Rachel says this later. With them, it's always on the table, you know? It's like... You're right. She does mention that, too. That's what the Bonnie thing, isn't it? When she's like... Uh, nope. Was it... It is... No. It's actually... It's after Oh, Emma. is it Monica's... Is it it's Monica's when her engagement? Dad, no. Oh. It's when her dad has the heart attack, and she, like, tries right. to canoodle him, and he Because he's like, no. you and I, off the table, that'll never... How about this? We'll just say it'll never be a thing again. And then she's like, with you and I, it'll never be off the table. Yeah, that's true. And I think that they just know and the friends just know and we all just know that there is always this like looming possibility that Ross and Rachel could get back together. Gosh, do you think that they could have those characters, those two characters could have ever wound up with somebody else? Because if Um, you leave the door open, even if you're not actively pursuing somebody, if you are always leaving the door open for somebody else. Can you ever really commit to someone else? I not if someone is as in your everyday life as Ross and Rachel are in each other's. I don't think so. I think yeah, it is um so playing with fire. I think it's dangerous territory, honestly. I think you're right. Maybe if it's like one of them moved abroad and even they... to like another city and didn't yes, see each yeah, other every day. You're right. Because if they I think like, didn't have a kid together, yeah. Yes. I think that that fire would die down a little bit, you know. That would just be more of like a, the one that got away, which yeah. is like normal or whatever. Totally. But yeah, the whole like always on the table. I guess you're right. If they're always going to be around each other, then because it just to me is like, how can you ever fully commit to somebody else when you're like, because l- you are kind of holding a part of yourself back for this other person. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, love. What is life without love? <laughs> what is life without love? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is really sweet, though. And he, she's like, thank you. And he's like, You're welcome. I just, I guess I feel like when she, whenever she says it, she does kind of admit to the girls when she's like, on again, off again, I thought we'd be on again. That's before yeah. the um, Emily. But she's, she's saying it to the girls um, and then, like, when she says it to him about, like, it's never off the table, that's just the two of them. Like, he's saying it to her in front of other people. So I guess I just, yeah, it just feels so, yeah, vulnerable. It is. That's really sweet. Mm. Um, yeah. So with them, it's never off the table, guys. Just so you know, if you didn't already. Yeah. Um, and then I actually think they cut this out. Um. When Jill leaves, do they cut that out of your your version? I can't remember because I fell asleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they go to the coffee shop and Jill comes in and she's like, well, like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. So yeah. too bad, Rachel. No, you can't boss me around anymore. And Ross, you say no to me? How gay are you? Like, yeah. she's just kind of sewing her last insults. Yeah, and Ross is like, Bye-bye then, Jill. Yeah, bye-bye then. And Rachel's like, yeah, um, we see your limo. We know oh, you yeah, end up with right. daddy. So she's like, okay, yeah, sorry, I couldn't spend time, more time with you guys. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Isn't that, and is that when Chandler cries? Yes. I can't believe she's gone. Well, yeah, he right. also cries when Ross says to Rachel, I realized if me and her yeah, happened, that's right. you and I he can't goes, happen. He was like, <laughs> why can't those two, two ever work it out? Yeah. And then he cries again for Jill. Are you crying? It's like a well has been opened. I think they did cut out the end scene, but I do love that. Bye bye then, Jill. (laughs) You take care. (laughs) Bye bye now. And that's the end of Reese Witherspoon in the Friends universe. That is her tenure in the Friends universe. But one of the one of the best. um, Yeah. Guest stars. She's just so funny. I love her. She is. She, she, I love characters that have this type of range where, like, they can do sitcom really well, but then, like, you know, she can do Elle Woods and Legally Blonde. She can do this. She can do all of that believably, 
Mm-hmm. But she can also, that's not all she can do. Do you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. got, she's got the range. She got that range. She sure does. Um, yeah, she's great. Guess what, Ash? What? Do you ever wonder what life would be like if Ross and Rachel were both still married? And Monica was still oh fat. And Joey was still on Days of Our Lives. And Chandler was writing for Archie Comics. And Phoebe didn't give up that opportunity and to work on Wall Phoebe, Street. Yeah, never passed oh up that gosh, opportunity to, to work at Merrill Lynch. I can. Oh my God. Is Merrill Lynch? That's still around. Yeah. I was like, did that one so. go in the financial credit? No, it is. I think I've got stuff with them. Anyway. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> go. What? Oh, just a second. <laughs> Lighting her cigarette. Oh my gosh, Renee, I can barely contain my excitement. I am so excited. This is one of I, my favorite. I think favorite, we've been favorite, referring favorite. to this episode since we literally started oh. recording this podcast. It's so good. Oh my gosh, you I guys can't believe it's here. Don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about the one that could have been part one, <gasps> followed by part two. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about it. Ah! Um, is the one so, that could have been two parts? It is. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Yep. It oh, is. my gosh. I'm so excited. I cannot. Um, good. Good. Should we make it more parts? No. That's too much, right? <laughs> All we do a parts. deep dive on each character <clears throat> and what could have been. We, and then we reveal our <clears throat> fanfic for that other alternate timeline. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that, um, did you know that Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. I hadn't, so what I was about to say, because Renee already knows this, this is where we don't have to finish our sentences. Apparently Fifty Shades of Grey is based off of fan fiction from Twilight. 100%. I had no idea. Mind you, I've never read or seen Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey, so I guess I wouldn't know facts about it. But well, I've read and seen all the Twilights, but I've never dabbled in the Fifty Shades of Grey world because it looks so cheesy as hell. Yes, um, and it tacky. is. It you're tacky and I hate you. Um, it's not books, right? It's only movies. Oh, it's books. Oh, oh, is it books? Yes, I remember when I worked oh. at that place downtown. Um. Mm-hmm. My like cube mate Deb, she was like my mom's age, like sixty, and she was reading Fifty Shades of Grey. At she work? Was big, well, like on her breaks, oh, but she okay. like had the book with her, and she read a lot. So she was always telling me what she was reading, and she told me about this, and she's like explaining it to me, and I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable, Deb, listening to you explain this. Deb, this is NSFW. NSFW, Deb. Just keep it, keep it not at work, okay? Keep it out of the cube. This cube is a sacred place, so. I know that a lot of, a lot of people, you're right, okay, read, I forgot that it were books. I only, I recently was reading Bad Feminist, which is a collection of essays by Roxanne Gay. I started it ages ago, and then I had to give it back to the library, and so I just re-rented it. I think it's from like 2013 or something, it's quite old, but she talks about Fifty Shades of Grey, because she's like, so Roxanne Gay, I think, is a fantastic writer, but she is not like she's not embarrassed to be lowbrow like she's mm-hmm. like oh i love me some bravo tv i love me mm-hmm. the you know reality shows and housewives and but i and it's, I, she's like i love sweet valley high even though it's mm-hmm. like what you know yeah um and i think she was saying that she's like you know at, on while i was reading 50 shades and like rolling my eyes into the back of my head about how poorly written and ridiculous it is. Like she still is like, you know, but it is what it is. Like it's not fine literature. It's like, so she was saying that like she can still enjoy it. But I think she, then she was also kind of talking about the misogyny of it all. Oh yeah. Anyway. I mean, but then she's the one that mentioned it was fanfic from Twilight. Oh, okay. That's what we learned it. Yeah. That's where I I think. I think we've all got, we've all got lowbrow somewhere, right? Oh, 100%. I just bought all five, all six seasons of Gossip Girl. 
so I can watch it. Is it only six? I, I thought there was seven. No, just six. Did you buy them on like um, Apple TV or did you buy like, you obviously you wouldn't have bought DVDs. Never mind. Yeah, no, I bought them. I was going to buy them on Amazon, but Amazon only sells them individual episodes. Oh my gosh. Which is ridiculous. What? But Apple <laughs> TV, yeah, iTunes sells them as a season. That and makes sense. And they sold the complete set for a much better deal than any of those mm. other things. But mm. we have a uh, family account with our friends who we share Apple Music with. And I was like, huh, I don't have that charge on my credit card. I was like, hey, guys, do you have a charge on your credit card from iTunes? And they were like, that's a really expensive movie. I was like, well, it's six seasons of a show. So it's actually really affordable if we're looking at it that way. (laughs) Um, But yes, I did buy Gossip Girl. So don't at me. Um, Oh, I was getting confused with Gilmore Girls. Oh, that I think is like eight or nine seasons. Yeah, I think I watched that. My roommate um, in grad school, I think it might even be 10. She had them all on box set and I like mm-hmm. like smashed through those. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of Gossip Girl. Oh, it's very lowbrow. It's like okay, the Housewives. If the Housewives, mm-hmm. I imagine it's like the Housewives. It's like ridiculous problems, tons of money. Yep. Sounds about it's right. got a soap opera <laughs> element to it where it's always like, actually, they're not your your cousin. They're your sister. You're, they're your twin. And, and the one twin you got kidnapped. And, and yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of that. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's a terrible great TV. show. Great it's TV. It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't even want to watch the new one because it's probably higher quality than the original. And I just don't want that. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a Gossip Girl podcast, despite my best efforts despite a friend's podcast but we are going to talk about the one that could have been the one that could have been and i am so freaking excited get your popcorn and wait a week because it will be out next week okay so just hold your horses from now until then all right and we're going to talk about how isn't being married the best and um What kind no, of don't juice give it we like? We'll just, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. And Doctor, okay. what's his name? Doctor Boring? Doctor Roger? <laughs> Doctor Roger? And Cuckoo. we'll talk about anyway. um, what nut has been parading around that isn't actually a nut. Um, okay, you Brazil nuts, just, we're gonna get out of so here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for joining. We will see you next week for the one see that then. could have been. Bye. Bye. Bye.